0: All right, let's make a podcast. Wahoo. I can't care. You are listening. To... Well fuck you, Chris. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. So on the last podcast we read that post on the shit pit into the microphone on uh, recording. And then John just said real quietly, I say wahoo when I finish. And as a result, <laughs> we said it a lot of times, and that's what that was about.
1: <laughs> gotcha. More like Charles Martin nut. Oh my God! Oh, fuck, dude, you gotta
0: no. Uh-uh. We have a cold open. <laughs> I'm rubbing off on you in bad ways.
2: You are listening to Boku no Stop, an anime podcast that cannot fucking stress enough how much you should avoid candy from strangers. I'm your host, Sybil Arnett, and with me is,
0: uh oh oh uh Chris, and Matt. I made it. A and today whole we're talking without. Uh, I couldn't even pay attention that long. I'm sorry.
2: Flub <laughs> flub flub flub. And today we're talking about Monster episodes 41 through 44. Content warnings for today's batch include torture. Ugh. <laughs> we'll we'll go very light on it, but I will put in a note it's, when we get closer. It's,
0: it's <laughs> For a second, I thought key. you said <laughs> like real and, like the, I... the real torture, pretty low key, but conceptually awful.
1: But also oh, yeah. a lot of screaming and blood and well, sure. But I'm well, just not saying, a ton of blood. What
0: I mean by low key is not way less graphic than you would expect, given uh, how
1: the rest of Monster has been. Mm-hmm. Really, I thought this is the most graphic. More or less, it's up there. I think, anyway. I think
2: showing the effects does so much more than showing it in animation.
1: Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for 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 the record, Sybil, I thought for mm-hmm. a second you said we're going to go light on it, but I'm going to put in the uh, sound clips of it happening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not I was that like,
1: cool.
2: no. It's Halloween, but I'm in a good mood.
0: <laughs> okay, here's the joke for Matt. that civil's going to have to remember. before watching this. I thought, oh fuck, is Graham in this show? <laughs> was <laughs> <laughs> the first oh co-host of lst and it just sounded like they're clipping their nails forever all season and then on the last episode they're like oh i know what you're talking about i've been playing with this cord every time we record and it's like you motherfucker
1: it did sound like a clip <laughs> mm. so we
2: resume where we left off with episode 41 the ghost of five eleven. Grimmer is pestering Petrov, who is now following the old man home. See, Petrov was a psychologist-psychiatrist combo, and take it from someone who flunked out of that, that is a real bitch of a pair to earn, mm-hmm. and Grimmer is just like, you seem very overqualified to run an orphanage in the middle of Eastern Europe, what were you doing? And Petrov is just trying to shoo the guy away, but Grimmer keeps throwing out theories, I heard a rumor said your experimental data was sent out of the Falling region by train to Russia, but it was derailed and they lost it somewhere, and and every translation uses a different failed Soviet state here. But Grimmer suggests, no, you're, you're a scholar. You wouldn't send your data away. You've got it somewhere. And eventually this gets under the man's skin enough that Petrov takes a swing at him and bloodies his cheek. Oh, okay. So the experiment was a failure, huh? And Petrov cracks because this gets to his pride. Pfft, I wasn't director when the place burned, but if I had been, it would have stayed intact.
0: You know, our man has you're... real turtle energy, like with his whole like head structure.
2: Yes, he has, he has shrunken down in a way that he would be a rubber skeletor figure.
1: He looks like a mish I... is what I'm trying to say. And he's That's like awesome. constantly bug-eyed, as if like he just realized something horrible. Just constantly, like that. You see a lot of shots of his face, just like
0: oh frozen yeah, in. the eyes are so huge; uh-huh. he, they make him look like a Miyazaki character. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh my god, you're right. He does look like he could be one of the old women in uh, a Miyazaki film.
0: Yeah, he's like the he's like what's her name in Spirited Away. He's like
2: what's her name in every one of them. He could be three characters from Howl's. <laughs> That's true. Uh, great, now I'm imagining Fat Petrov and a Moo Thanks.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> um, you were going to get there by yourself, so probably. don't pretend.
2: So, uh, what you're saying is, even if everything else burned, your data is still intact, huh? And at this point, Petrov has his grandchildren show up, who came looking for him when he was out so late. And that becomes a cover to shake the guy. Don't you ever cross my path again.
0: The next day at Grimmer's hotel room, a knock is at the door saying delivery from Mr. Petrov. Grimmer hears this goes, give me a sec and walks away from the door, shutting it. And within moments, armed men who were not the bellboy just kick in the door, but the windows open and he's already grabbed his back, gone out the back window and is going down the fire escape on the other side of the street. Uh, And we cut to a public park where there are two children playing. On a bench, Petrov is sitting there and watching until Grimmer comes up behind him, saying, You have a lovely house, Mr. Petrov. So spacious. Must be a challenge on upkeep. I've been following you all day. And did you sell the data from your failed experiment? Is that how you afford all this? You're not working? You have a lavish lifestyle? Oh, it must have been successful, which made it all the more profitable. And he continues to tell him throughout the day, but it's watching the old man and the two boys at the cafe uh, where he realizes that these two boys at the cafe are different boys than the previous boys playing soccer who were different from the other boys the night before. He's never seen the same kids. He's got a million and Grimmer just runs off to Petrov's home and invites himself in. So
1: he enters the apartment and the sheer number of children around rises with, every room. There's just kids everywhere. And he realizes the old bastard is running the experiment again. But Prechoff returns and he says, no, he's got no need to do that. His experiment succeeded, and he's just raising these kids. Uh, there's an argument between the two men, rehashing a lot of Grimmer's speculation, but in the end, his final argument is, success or not, everyone who came out of that orphage, orphanage, your successes were unable to love. And, and let's like, pause this is here. There's
2: a bit that they don't make clear until later that I was actually thinking about. Why are the kids being so quiet while they yell about this incredibly serious shit? And they will eventually go, oh, these two were speaking in German, which the kids do not know.
1: Right. Yeah, that that makes a bit of sense, because this entire time, all these kids have like real serious looks like they look really, really creepy, which really makes you want to take grimmer's side on these sorts of things and i i mean i'm it's like 20 evil Dieters. yeah yeah they're all very like first time you saw Dieter vibes so grimmer plays a wild card (laughs) offering a veiled threat to the man in front of the boys saying uh czechoslovakia is a democracy and unlikely to take to a uh secret unlicensed orphanage He uh, not so suddenly hints that he'll shut up in exchange for the experiment data, and uh, then he invites the uh, kids out to play soccer. And this is the first time the kids actually react; they get really excited, and they all uh, run out with him. But uh, the kids, while they're playing, he's Grimmer's talking to them, trying to get a sense of you know what's been going on in this orphanage, this you know unlicensed orphanage. And all of them are pretty chill and they all refer to him as uh, grandpa and, uh, they all don't seem to be abused. They all say he's really nice. And, uh, Grimmer starting to suspect that, wait, maybe I was wrong about this. Maybe this is actually, they're doing a good thing here. And at this point he gets a horrible suspicion, runs back to the orphanage, uh, and all the kids are like trailing him behind, which is it's actually pretty funny because <laughs> like, they're just all in tow. But as they all
2: arrive, uh, Grimmer runs upstairs. But a woman exits the building where the kids are a little slower. What shots we get of her? There's no clear face. Makes her look very much like Nina Fortner. Grimmer runs upstairs and. He opens the door, and instantly, the homemaker, Anna, is headshot in the foyer. She's just a corpse. A room away, he starts running around, and Petrov has been gutshot and is bleeding out. When the kids get there, his grandsons all surround him. And the old man tells Grimmer, among all this, where the experiment data is. There is a tape there of a certain boy under the influence of drugs, talking about the trials he endured before we found him. But he, he gives him, all right, in one of my drawers, there's a little card, Jimmy had opened, there's a key there, it's for a safe deposit box at this bank, that's what you want. And so he spits in Grimmer's face with his dying breath, you know, tell me, do you think these boys are lacking anything now? Did I leave them a hole?
0: I hope to be so vindictive when I'm dying.
2: Same, honestly. Ah. <laughs> uh, Darkness, apathy, hatred, I wanted to give them something to repel these. So, so love, you gave them love. Yes, that was what I discovered they needed. And this kind of breaks Grimmer because he's like, Petrov, that's not a discovery. Parents love their children naturally. (laughs) Petrov's like, nonsense. That was an experiment. And those are his final words, dying in the arms of children.
1: Uh, The way I heard that is that parenting is an experiment, just period which is like pretty dark when you think of it that way.
0: You do get to pick exactly how your child will be to some That's degree.
2: Well, you get to attempt to.
0: There are limits. <laughs> you would be you would be surprised that uh children are more flexible and less predetermined than uh you would even think.
2: I mean, I basically it's became weird. my mother, so Oh, sure, that's the one that makes y'all go
0: silent. Flashing back to all the mommy jokes.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And that takes us into episode 42, The Adventures of the Magnificent Steiner. So, unsurprisingly, when they find you at the site of a double homicide, uh, you get taken to the police for questioning, as happens to so many arc protagonists on Monster. And Grimmer is ex- introduced to Inspector Philip Zimon of Prague Police. Guy asks if he can cut his nails while they talk. His wife is a real stickler. So, Ugh. you know, that's great audio. Gross. <laughs> he lays out pretty quick. The authorities knew who Petrov was. He was under regular surveillance. They give his original name here, just like Grimmer had dug up last time. But we're just going to go with Petrov because it's a lot easier. Turns out he slipped the noose to Prague as the wall fell, made contact with the secret police. When reunification kicked off, this organization was dissolved, but the cops suspect that's who he was fencing his research through. He definitely stayed in contact. And so, Zeman asks Grimmer, Well, what were you here looking into? You're a journalist. And Grimmer has to admit, Uh, basically everything you just told me, so guess I got scooped. He admits he did not really get further than that before the man was killed. Zimon asks if Grimmer saw a woman who they believed to be the killer. He confesses he didn't, but the children mentioned her and called her beautiful. When asked if Petrov had any final words, Grimmer simply lies, No.
0: The children are all being split up into various nursery homes around the city. Grimmer catches one group and subtly hands the boy something, telling him, you are the leader, right? You're all under the same sky. Keep them in touch with letters and you'll find each other again. And then he hops into an awaiting taxi. The driver seems to speak nothing but Czech, which Grimmer does not. And the tension only rises as he takes on other fares while he's at it. Um, go ahead. The, the subtitles,
2: the sub, is translating the Czech speech. But the show and manga actually just have the guy speak Czech, and it's way more tense when you have no idea what half of this conversation is. I don't know why they did that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's uh, not very good.
1: Yeah. You know what's funny about this thing? Because we've seen a similar scene happen way earlier in the show where you get into a... Well, you're in a car with somebody that you think is on the up and up, and it turns out not to be the case i i did not expect grimmer as a former spy to be caught by this
0: well he already handed off the thing that they really care about
1: yeah but like he didn't notice that they had left the city or weren't going the right direction till way too late to do anything about it
0: why is he going to the bank he gave away the key
2: that's the thing he wants to look like it but his suspicions are confirmed Mm
1: -hmm. also you
2: can go to a bank with a reason that isn't go to a safe deposit box
1: but also yes, but and scope it out. Yeah. Cause he's a spy. He'd probably want to scope it out before just walking straight in with the key. Mm-hmm. Case of the place. Uh,
0: but eventually the taxi is going further and further away from the city away from any destination. Grimmer speaks up. And this is when the second fair turns around saying key. Grimmer goes, what? And then he says key one more time and then just fucking punches him straight in the face. Um, at the abandoned factory, the car, parked car, has turned into an interrogation. But clearly, Grimmer gets off a good shot as he bolts out of the back seat, and one of the men comes out after bleeding. Um, they chase him up the catwalks, around the corners, until finally there are gunshots off-screen while he's at the edge of a precipice. Zeman rolls around the corner and saying, I had a bad hunch, so I trailed you. Looks like we flushed out some of the uh, secret police. Do you know what they were after? And Grimmer denies it again. And Zeman just says, Are you sure? We'd love to know
1: where the key is. (laughs) What a fucking twist, man. Uh, This got me good. uh, As an old guy, when he
0: sits down on the edge, I'm like, Oh no, he's going to fall over backwards and die. (laughs) I know. I
1: was also
2: cringing looking at that because it, you just your back locks up just wrong
1: uh-huh.
0: there's a little bit of there's a little bit of lean back animation as he plops to like imply the
1: momentum and I was like oh no here we go uh-huh. yeah but when Zeman like, first shows up you're like oh man that's a real lucky break for uh, Grimmer and then you realize wait he's by himself cops don't roll by themselves they usually roll two at a time something's up and then when the other guy stood uh, got up I was like oh shit
0: well, the second he says key, you know it's fucking over. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, yeah. But even so. Yeah, Grimmer's starting to realize this himself, uh, especially when the other two men round the corner unharmed. And uh, Zaman continues speaking, saying, uh, my friends here want the monster's roots. It'll be worth. Um, yeah, it'd be worth a lot of money. Uh, Grimmer just completely unaware of. Of the situation that he's just got involved in. He's way in over his head. You know, he continues. Uh, We'd like to know where in the Czech Republic, the monster's mother is living now. We then cut to commercial as Zaman raises his nail clippers again menacingly. And this is <laughs> another oh shit moment because you're like, oh no, it came back and it's bad. Mm-hmm.
0: He does have the bad nail clippers. Who buys the nail clippers that curve out and not in?
1: That's for psychos.
0: Wait, well,
1: you do the ones that like the, the they curve
0: in they curve in the shape of your finger, it, the, not the ones where the furthest point is out like he has. Those are for psychos. Who has those? Yeah,
1: I. Uh, yeah, that's weird.
2: Yeah, his require two clips to get your nails down minimum, as opposed to one where it's like one clean go.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, shout outs. To, shout outs to how my man is named Detective
1: Suck.
2: <laughs> I just kept thinking of Dune every
1: time they said his name. You know, I I just started reading that for, like, the fourth time.
0: (laughs) Oh, we know why Matt's doing it, because Matt's one of those gotta-read-the-book
1: assholes. (laughs) Well, it was I had tried to read this Uh book so Uh many times. I've already watched part of the miniseries when it came out, like, years and years ago uh, with my dad, because my dad was a big fan. But I kept getting stuck in, like, chapter two when I was younger, and I was at the airport in Las Vegas. I didn't have a book to read, and they had it. In one of the shops, and I said, fuck it, I'll just buy this again. (laughs)
0: Like the record show, Matt
1: didn't deny it. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to watch the movie with my dad, so I probably should read the book first. Anyway, uh, Mm -hmm. outside a building, Zaman is taking a call from another detective. A man named Suk has caught a robber, and that's all the detail we get out of the call. And he replies, oh, me? Oh, I'm on another odd one. I'll be back at the station in an hour or two. We pan down from his call to a staircase underground and the sounds of fists on flesh. What follows here is a uh, torture scene, which we will not describe in detail because it's a bit gnarly.
2: So in it, Zimon lets on that their organization would like to find this tape with the monster's identity so they can get a hold of him. They think, like another group who completely fucked up did, that this leverage would let them use him. And he would reunite the elite students of 5.11 Kinderheim. And at this point, Grimmer begins laughing uncontrollably. (laughs) You think they were elites? He says. Zaman has had enough of this shit and says he has one last chance before he dies. Talk or else. So Grimmer starts talking about cartoons instead, a true poster to the end. (laughs) He fell in love with this show called The Magnificent Steiner when he was abroad as a spy. A wiener kid was just constantly getting rescued from peril by this hero, the Magnificent Steiner. He never knew it was himself, though. He'd black out and Steiner took over, saving the day. Zimon's response to being told Grimmer does this too is to tell him, better change then, and the men pound him into unconsciousness. They untie him and drape him under a sink, limply, just going, ah, this'll wake him up. And the three have their backs turned when the door opens and a woman walks in with one
0: gunshot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We cut to Grimmer waking up and he is no longer under the tap. He's like leaned up in a corner. The three men are dead and all he can remember is hearing a gun go off. He takes his bag, painfully drags it across the floor and up the stairs and makes his way back to town. In his hotel room, he collapses onto his bed and only then does he take stock of the afternoon. One man was dead by bullet wound. The other two had no gunshots on them. He looks at his hands and his arms up to the sleeves are just battered and covered in blood. And he says, the Magnificent Steiner, he did it again.
1: And it's worth noting that the uh, the woman we see sort of in shadow looks a lot like Nina Fortner again.
0: No, it looks exactly like Nina Fortner. I know. Just be- like the last one looked
1: exactly like <laughs> Nina
0: Fortner. I'm trying to be trying coy, to okay? No, this show's not being quite No, it's not coy. being quiet. There are mean... only like 10 characters of the show.
1: It's clearly Nina. Or... Yeah.
0: <laughs> and a bunch of people roll in and get murdered, and then we're back to the same 10 characters. It's
1: fine. <laughs> Don't need to pretend. Uh, so let's continue not pretending with episode 43, Detective Sook. Uh, For the record,
0: it is spelled S-U-K, which is why it's very funny, because he's also bad. Y- yeah, he also sucks <laughs> a lot,
1: because he's new and he's bad at this. Uh, It is the evening. We're back in the same location and the police have found the torture scene. Uh, We finally meet the man who is on the other side of the phone call, who is a very fresh faced man named Suk, And he has quite a bit of a complex about it. He's trying to pull rank and tell the cops what to do. And they're like, really <laughs> but he's also saying stuff like hey uh just uh look for anyone innocent look for <laughs> or sorry look for anyone who looks guilty anybody looks suspicious and the cops like nice what? 40 slop. that's what the cops do yeah <laughs> but even the cops like what do you what do you mean <laughs> like that's it uh but yeah he he's got a real complex about being a rookie but when he walks in he is completely not ready for two men who have been beaten so badly that they don't have faces anymore, and a third with a bullet wound in his head across a wall. They can only ID Zaman because of his badge. Uh, the other two are complete John Doe's. Suk gasps out in order to uh, preserve the crime scene as he uh, starts to retch and then runs upstairs to vomit. There's a nice little comedy beat here where uh, the man he ordered to search uh, around for suspicious people is still standing there where he left him, going, "I I haven't found anyone suspicious yet, sir." As uh, Sook runs by,
0: I actually love got his
1: ass. (laughs) I
2: love the beat cops just dissing on him in this scene.
1: Uh huh.
2: So we return, and Suk is in town, and he is drinking with other graduates from his class who went into non-pig professions. They're ribbing him up and down, and then suddenly he is drunk enough that he takes all the fun out of this, because he's going on a tear about. Inspector Zaman was a guy who treated me like a son, and he picked me up and was teaching me the ropes when no one else would, and I'll avenge him if I gotta do it myself. And everyone's like... Uh we should get you home. There's a really good bit in the dub where the dialogue here is incredibly punched up. I cut some of it in from about 4 minutes 30.
0: Hey, what kind of friends are you? It's still early. I'm fighting for justice to protect both of
2: you! So come on, support your local police and let's have another round! Just one more, what do you say, huh? Hey, cut it out, crime fighter. But he is smashed. He's like, nah, I'm not done. I don't care if you are, but I'm going to get something out of this night. And he wanders over to the bar to start hitting on Nina Fortner. And this time we get the face and it's definitely Nina. His buddies try to bail him out, but he just keeps on. And they eventually strike up a conversation after a lot of very drunken praise of Daddy Man Zeman. And eventually he calms down and goes, oh my god, I have never even asked your name. She goes, well, I don't know my real name, so you are forgiven. He takes this as a challenge. I'm a detective, I can find that. And she's like, no, no, I don't know. You will not win this. All I know is two things. Three frogs and the Chidok Bridge. And she wanders out into the night.
0: (laughs) The the way she just mumbles that and then walks
1: out is very funny. There's a lot of Nina walking out of the bar just without, looks like she doesn't pay for her drinks either. She just leaves. Okay, bye. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) See ya. Peace out, nerd. (laughs) Uh,
0: The next day, get gets owned by daydreaming in the briefing about the murder of his fucking, like, surrogate father figure. Uh, The three men have been identified and a witness saw a man who was tall and carrying a duffel bag like a traveler. Sometime after the time of death. He just cannot get uh, the woman off his mind. Returning to the bar that evening. She arrives. The two talk. And in talking over the case that Zeman was working. He realizes. Oh wait. Oh wait. This guy has the same description. As the uh, guy that was with Zeman. Uh, He calls the station. Zeman was mad corrupt. And no one else noticed Grimmer. And immediately pegged him as the As the suspect the next day. Which is fucking incredible to me. Um, it she is. She cheers him on with, yeah. It, drive a truck through that plot hole there. She cheers him on with a "Go get him, Mister Detective," and vanishes as he's on the phone. He runs into the night, but she's gone. So he decides the best thing to do in the middle of the night is chase down the Chidoc Bridge, which is a town away. He doesn't see the bridge, but he does find a pub with a th- Tri Frog sign out front and as he tries to act casual and wander into the night, a new figure passes, and it's motherfucking Tenma. Mm-hmm. He's doing just, it again. The way that Ted, Tenma just brooders into the plot arcs is very <laughs> good to me.
1: <laughs> I love it, because now it's just a cliche of the series. Uh, well, I expect almost expected him to show up uh, later on in this stretch of episodes, and or like I thought that he might have been the one to come save Grimmer, and I'm like, oh, they did something different this yeah. time. Instantly assumed that was Tedma shooting those other guys. <laughs> yep. The next morning, Suk goes to Grimmer's hotel, but the guy uh, checked out two days ago prior. On his way out, he runs into his superior, Detective Petra, who is also investigating this. Hmm. Uh, his superior gives Suk a bunch of praise, saying, Hey, you figured it out. Good job. But uh, told him, that you need to keep this one under wraps because this ties into Zaman's last investigation. Apparently, he was involved in an undercover sting to root out ex secret police members who may have infiltrated the force. And he's told, trust nobody with this. And this. Are you telling me that fascists
0: would become police? I know, right? <laughs> When
2: I suggested Monster, I really expected you were going to enjoy a lot of this show
1: for um, everything with reality. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, you get a bad vibe from this, too, because, like, why would you think at first? Oh, yeah, he's going to try to steal the valor of solving this, like, important case where a cop died. And it turns out it's something completely different on the elevator down, uh, there's some ribbing going on, uh, with the, uh, older detective saying, uh, who's the new girlfriend? Uh, because he noticed that, uh, suk was spacing out in a way that seems like he's struck, And then he basically badgers Suk into saying what bar it is because he wants to go hit on her. <laughs> what a fucking scumbag. <laughs> uh, so he does exactly that. And, uh, the next morning at the station uh
2: you're underselling he, this
1: sorry yes he he does that Soop, and he meets her
2: suit <laughs> gets stuck on a stakeout by petra so petra can go to the bar and pick nina up or attempt to un, without any issue from the guy who's actually courting her mhm yeah power move <laughs> power creep move
1: yeah and uh he i mean he we see a little bit of Their interaction in the bar and uh, Nita's not really showing him time of day at all. Uh, The next morning at the station, Petra and another detective give Suk a bit of crap about this, uh, saying, uh, oh, your girl plays hard to get. Um, Most girls uh, would have been all over Petra because apparently he has a reputation as a womanizer or a bit of a player, I guess. Uh, Suk is called to Ziman's office by the chief saying, can you finish clearing out his shit. Uh, But Petra reminds him, keep our suspect under wraps. The senior detective then starts offering a bunch of people some uh, candy. I believe they are, uh, was it bourbon balls? Whiskey bonbons. Whiskey bonbons.
2: So yeah, uh, Suk is being given gopher work as the rookie detective. There's apparently no one, no interns at the Prague PD who can take Zaman's personal belongings to his widow Seriously, you promoted this man to detective. Why are you giving him the crap job like this? I'm sorry your husband's dead. Here's his dirty laundry. And all of these cops suck at their job, though, because Sook's instantly checking a drawer for anything else finds a gym locker key that everyone missed. Inside is a journal of everyone at the station's habits and backgrounds, photos, notes, and, oh, envelopes of money. So... It turns out <laughs> Zimon was. Oh, go for it.
0: I'm just. I'm so tickled by when he gets up to his, the officers and is handing in the money. Goes. That's not a normal amount of money to have. <laughs> it's a good it's line. So fucking funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and the other notable thing is that there are some people missing from the book, mm-hmm. suspiciously. Yeah, the chief and uh, Detective Petra. Petra and Janasek. Yeah, I don't think the chief is uh the chief is not. The chief the chief isn't mentioned as one of the uh names that was left out. Importantly. Yeah.
2: Um so it turns out that no this is not a lie. Zimon was actually on this investigation at some point because everything points to Petra and Janasek being ex secret uh, police and it looks like the cash was a bribe to stay quiet. Suk who has no head for politics at all, brings the information and evidence to the chief who goes, good work. Keep this between us while I make the next move.
1: <laughs> Which is funny because Petra told him the same kind of thing. Like, just keep this to yourself and he should have been immediately suspicious again.
0: <laughs> mm hmm. His name is detective suck. I know. Yeah.
2: So that night we have two scenes going simultaneously at the bar. Sook confesses to Nina he has no idea who to trust now, and that the only person who can calm him down is her at this point. Across town, the chief, Petra, and Janacek are all meeting to figure out what to do about this growing mess. Because the chief is like, look, I did not want to know any of this, so you need to tell me how I can not get killed in whatever the hell is going on here.
0: But oh, the chief being here is um, the w- they, the the way they frame it is good because that turns out to be a reveal because um, you see them talking to each other mm-hmm. and then the camera pans yeah. around the three of them and then it's the chief is the last one you find out is there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very well done. It's a it's a
0: good scene, and I'm just doing this straightforward because
2: we're cutting between both conversations as this yeah. is happening. But the yeah, the chief's very clear. I. Don't want. I did not want to know this. I would like to figure out how you can not kill me for knowing this. What do we do here? How do we clean this problem up? And Janacek says that, God, I want to drink. So Petra pulls out the candy again. He's like, Ah, oh, whiskey bonbon? How's that going to do for you? And by the end of the conversation in the bar, when we cut back to this room, all three men are dead on the floor, foaming
0: at the mouth. Mm-hmm. and the finest is when in retrospect we should have known the twist yeah
1: yep <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's funny to. i mean like it was definitely mm-hmm. clear to me that they were gonna have to kill Suk, right like that they just yeah, yeah they were like oh yeah. uh, that's why this is like the first time like i feel like a bad guy was like oh man we're gonna have to kill someone now nah, that sucks <laughs> like because this kid didn't deserve it
0: well killing people is not very profitable like let's be real sure yeah it's
2: also a terrible way to hide a conspiracy, because then you have to hide get rid the, of a the body. <laughs> yeah, uh, come up with an explanation why we shouldn't look for a missing guy. It's it's a lot of loose ends.
1: Yeah, and clearly Sook isn't a guy who could get paid off for a silence.
2: Nope. And the final shot of the episode is we cut back from three foaming corpses to Nina smiling at the bar. <laughs>
0: um. It takes us into episode forty-four, Twin Darkness, uh, and the episode starts off with shit popping off. Turns out you can't find three dead cops in the police station without everyone being I- excited about it. Um, Sook blunders into the press conference, hungry for
1: details. He's just like a fucking idiot. It is incredible. Yeah, it's like a lost dog here. <laughs> it's like the He's first thing you should have said. It, like, we have no, like, we will update you with details. The investigation is ongoing, and that's all you say. <laughs>
0: But he gives out, he's like, oh, I don't know, but it seems very serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the senior officer's like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, so he goes off and he's trying to pick up on the Petrov murders from square one now, and he's just interrogating all of the kids uh, who have apparently been interrogated multiple times at this point. The lady who's there is fucking over it. Yep. Um. While investigating them, he picks up some information, uh, some bits of Grimmer and Petrov's conversation because the kid understood a little German. They were talking about education and an experiment and how this is illegal and 511 Kinderheim. I was really, really hoping that his house would be just called 512 Kinderheim. That would have been very funny to me. Um, Antonin, the uh, leader of the kids, is quite blunt with him. He says, Grimmer didn't kill Petrov and Anna. He was with us the whole time. You're after the wrong man. Uh, turns out that um, Suk is the only one of these to talk to the kids uh, like their children and not just try to pump them for information. So he gets a little bit extra here and just says, hey, we promised to meet him. You can even come with us. The meeting happens, and Grimmer wants to get in and get the key from Antonin and leave. But the boys brought their friends from the orphanage, and they just want to play a quick
1: game of soccer. And Grimmer, the lovable goof, agrees. So during the soccer match, he like twists his ankle a little bit. He tries to do a a slide tackle, and it doesn't go well for him. (laughs) And so he decides to sit out and rest. And uh, Sook reveals himself, and Grimmer Grimmer cautions him, saying... Don't pull out a gun around the kids. Uh, the two then have a chat. Grimmer says that he has no idea if he killed the detective and the other man. Uh, he can only confirm that he didn't shoot a gun because he's never carried one. And he pulls out his hands, uh, fingers still scabbed. And uh, I, you could see the results of the torture. Uh, it's it's pretty gnarly. And uh, he says, uh, I don't remember much of that day. Uh, this took a lot out of me. And then he asks Suk, uh, so are you going to arrest me? And Suk says, no, but uh, don't leave town. Can you tell me where you're staying? And uh, Grimber decides to open up, gives him the, uh, the hotel and the room number. And then he hands over the key saying, I think this is the real cause of all of these murders you're investigating. It was the key to a safe deposit box. Uh, we finally return to Tenma, who is asking the locals about the Three frog sign. Actually, Chris, are you... Pro- or yeah, I'll t- yeah, 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 I'll t- yeah.
0: I, I gave you he that finds as a the old guy who knows the whole ass plot. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, he's asking around, and then he finds one guy who's like, Ah, yes, I'm a local historian.
0: Let me tell you the whole PBS spiel. I oh, don't know, I'm being blackpilled by this. Thank <laughs> you, entrepreneur.com stop expecting to get paid for your time how much is your time worth and i don't work for free mindset could actually be doing you more harm than good and then apple news today why are so many american workers going on strike <laughs> 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 mm. Mm. <laughs> uh,
2: so it turns out the three frog sign is from a long dead pub like hundred years old roughly but it became such a local landmark that they've maintained it and kept it up for ages. It survived world wars, the fall of communism, all sorts of upheaval, even the fire a decade ago. Thanks, Grandpa. Shut up. And he's like, <laughs> uh, fire, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Officials took that woman and her kids. She was arrested for anti-government activities. And we finally have the answer, how Johann ended up in 511 Kinderheim. They I led the mother and Johann's child's that
0: Cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and i i still can't believe that this is carl's mom right this isn't carl's mom isn't that no no, no. Wait, hold on hold on hold on what i'm mixing they've two been looking li- at mother sorry, dude sorry no i'm i'm mixing up two That's things because because i <laughs> <laughs> see i watched i watched the last like seven episodes in quick succession so I'm, I'm mixing shit up in my head uh carl's I know that mother the, their, their mother sorry their mother the yeah. fact that their mothers knew each other was the thing that like surprised the hell out of me
0: yeah, yeah they're in like the weather underground or whatever yep carl's mother
2: knew johan's mother right and tried to get them out of the country at the same time johan's mother was caught and that's probably the anti-government activity that got her onto everyone's radar and arrested.
1: Okay, the thing that is confusing me a little bit, again, is that Carl's mom ends up... Like, she ends up hanging out with Johan, right? Like, in that letter that she left that Carl finds on the desk? Isn't that... Um,
2: it's possible she had contact with him, but there's nothing conclusive.
0: And not, like, probably not meaningful, right? Like, oh... My friend got arrested and she has kids. I'll take care of them for
1: like a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they, they just mentioned that she lived with an 18-year-old boy at one point for a bit before she died. You could she was murdered.
2: possibly think that's Johan, but nothing ever points to it being him
0: cleaning up details or that's why she died. Mm. But now that you say it, it does seem like exactly what
1: happened. Yeah, that that, that was my read on it. Like, I thought... Ever since, you know, Johan was, you know, dealing with um, oh, Schubert. Loose ends? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Schuvald. Not Schubert. <laughs> Schuvald, yeah. That, like, she was part of that plan. Like, murdering her was part of the plan against Schuvald.
2: No, so that's um, what I thought, maybe. She, he was definitely not doing anything at the time she was murdered. But uh, it's it's one of those things that. A couple people read it that way, but nothing in the text really locks in her death as part of Johann's spree. Mm-hmm. So it could be, it could just be, and Schuvald's research kind of suggests that if there was anything tying them together, he would have just spelled it out, as opposed to it was a senseless death. Mm-hmm. A- again, some people who are way too into this series argue about it with other people who say it's not. I fall down on the side of nope. Someone just died. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so the old man is talking and he says they led the mother and child out. And Ten was like, "Wait, what? One? A uh, boy or a girl?" You know, I don't remember. It was hard to tell at that age. And the local man just presumed, well, they must have let the child free because we saw him back in the building at some point. And Ten was sure, oh, this this was definitely the twins mother because one got taken away. One was hidden for some reason. And then they were inside the building, probably trying to cook for themselves. And it got out of hand. And that's how the whole building burned.
0: So now we know. Across town, Suk is talking to Nina. Uh, He's spilling the details of the case to her and she's opening up more and more. The two leave the bar together and talk on his past. Suk really was such a mark that he became a detective despite his father being singled out by the authorities for being pro-democracy because of cop dramas and then he makes the finger guns and says, bang, what a fucking rude. <laughs> and Nina
1: laughs at him. Yeah, <laughs> And he's like, don't laugh at me. And she's like, well, that's funny. Yep. Uh,
0: he finally spells the details about the key and she just stops dead in the street. Do not tell anyone what you just told me. Every instinct in my body says you're at risk just knowing this, much less having the key. But to clear the air, she reveals her name is Anna. Anna Liebert. And as he blushes, she smiles, waves, and heads off into the night. Her path home is marked by a lot of townsfolk who seem to find her pleasant until she reaches her apartment. And, like, they all know her name. They're like, hello, Nina.
1: Anna. uh, They're calling her Anna.
0: Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Inside, she turns on a tap to remove her makeup. And her wig, and it's fucking Johan uh-huh. just grinning in the mirror, saying, "So, a safe deposit box
1: key." So mm-hmm. that's the end of the episode. Uh-huh. And I'm like, "Bruh."
0: Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, and also incredible. I mean, yeah. Also, Suk tries to kiss uh, Anna and uh, is rebuffed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th- this is a whole like romantic subplot, but it, like, I was like thinking for a second, "Oh, is this gonna happen?" And then. You know, y'all were talking about how, like, oh, dude, the end of the, this stretch of episodes. And I'm like, oh, right. And I'm like, there must be a twist. And then I, like, realized as she was walking home, I'm like, oh, the candy. Oh, the yep. murdering of people that are definitely innocent. Like, the, I, I'm pretty sure that the, uh, oh, God, Petrov's assistant was probably innocent. <laughs> yep. and, and I was thinking, like, oh, the two men who smashed their faces, to, you know. We're just dead from that that's something that johan would be able to pull to convince two men to do that (laughs) and i was at this point i'm like oh shit that all makes sense
0: gonna be hella awkward for nina when she actually rolls up here because she has the same information Uh and (laughs) And everyone's like hey how's it going (laughs) um
2: like spoiler for one episode ahead yeah she's pretty creeped out when she arrives here and everyone's calling her anna
0: don't, don't you want to go where everyone knows your name <laughs> <laughs> well now we're being played out with the
2: cheers theme <laughs> uh, so yeah uh we will be back in two weeks with episodes 45 through 48 and an unexpected
0: mother See? since we didn't talk about it these episodes are good oh yeah, oh, yeah. I,
2: no, I i kind of figure all of us just getting real hype about that ending is like yeah no we love this
1: stretch i would be more excited but i'm tired like i I, I could have done without the torture that that was rough
0: <laughs> we'll see
2: you next time
0: peace
1: sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and they're always glad to you,
0: you want to be where you can see The troubles are all the same you want to be everybody knows you're